Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shona, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I just hope everything is going on well with you. Um, the month of November is almost coming to an end. And I feel Christmas is coming too fast, you know, because I'm not yet in the Christmas mood, even though, you know, it's anyway, I know I will get there eventually. I do have a prayer point for this Christmas though, and I pray that this Christmas will be, that God will do a divine miracle and make this Christmas good for many of the families who otherwise may not have had it good because it's really tough economically for people in my country, Nigeria, and also in many parts of the world. It's just really tough. It's a lot of people are really worried about how they're going to be able to pay their bills, how they're going to feed themselves. So I think we just really have to have a plan. Those who are not, who can feed themselves, we really have to think about how we're going to feed people this um, Christmas to feed the hungry. And um, so, well, it's it's it's. I just think I'm making a mental note to myself that I need to make sure I do we do something let's just put it that way um, and let's try and make give people hope because there's a scripture that talks about it says we are saved by hope and I think recently I've seen that that is actually the most important ingredient that we can have on this earth there's a there's a there's a Hope is one of those underestimated things that we don't realize how important it is to our lives until when we lose it. You know? We're actually saved by hope because you you can you can live without faith. It may be very, you know, you can a lot of people live without faith. You can live without faith. I mean, the the socks the from God. I mean, what that will lead you to is between you and God. But you can continue to live your life without faith. You can live without love. Yes, it will be a very painful, sorrowful, you know, kind of life. Maybe even bitter. They make you bitter about you know. I mean, you feel a sense of you know, but you can still continue to function. But without hope, it is not likely. I mean, it's just a matter of time. Once one gets to a stage where you feel a situation where one's life is, as in there is no hope. Yeah. I actually didn't intend to talk about this, but I'm just really looking at it. So, I'm beginning to just think that, you know, in everything, I think hope, one of the things that the word of God does for us actually is it gives us hope. And I think when Jesus went about and he was preaching, you find out that that was what, that was what he did for people. Because these were people who were under Roman rule. They didn't know what had happened, whether God had forsaken them. They knew they were the chosen people of God. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So what was he doing? He was giving the people hope. There is a way out. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to be in distress. 
you are not alone, you are not hopeless, you are not helpless. There's hope in Christ, there's hope in Jesus, there's hope in me, you know. He was preaching hope through the gospel of Christ. And I'm beginning, in fact, I want to pull out that scripture that says we are saved by hope. Now, this is where you now know that God is so mighty because I had no intention of preaching about hope. That was not what I had pulled up or teach. I'm sorry, I said preaching. I had no intention of reflecting on hope. I hadn't pulled it up. But here I am. I just, we got to this point and I'm now, I just did a word search. I have this wonderful Bible app. It's called Tecata Bible. The Tecata Bible is really good because it has a search button. And that search button is as good as a Google search. It's even, I mean, if, if I mean, it's really good. You, you can search words, show you everywhere it appears in the scriptures. If you want to localize your search to a particular chapter, it can do that. It's helped me tremendously in my Bible study because I can just study a word and check it from Genesis to Revelation and you find out so many things. So I checked out the word hope. I kid you not, it is everywhere from the book of Ruth, actually is the first place it's mentioned, all the way down to the book of John. And everywhere that you see hope written, in fact, 1 Peter 1 verse 2, 21 says, Who by him do believe in God, that's by Jesus, that raised him, Jesus, up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God. And, and you know, this is where I just love the Bible and I love you, Holy Spirit, for bringing me here. Because I was trying to, if you notice before, I decided to open up this, uh, just a few, you know, while I was talking just before I said, okay, let me talk about, let me look into hope. I was trying to, I, I was feeling like hope is really important, it's like the most important thing. Then my mind was like, oh, but faith is also important, you know, faith pleases God and all that. But I was like, yeah, but without hope, you need, you know, hope must come. Hope, you know, I was trying to connect hope with faith. And here I am. And I now see a scripture that says exactly that. So it says that, um, let me read the context in which um, Peter was saying this. So he was talking about the precious blood of Christ, who is as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. This is First Peter chapter 1 verse 19. So it says Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but he was revealed in these last times for us. And by Christ, we can now believe in God that raised him, Jesus, up from the dead and gave him Jesus' glory so that our faith and our hope might be in God. Hope is so important. I have like dozens of scriptures up here because you can't have faith without hope. You know, faith comes with hope. There is a hope. Every promise of God has a hope in it. There is a promise. You know, the most, in fact, hope is an expectation. You, in fact, faith, embedded in hope, in faith is hope. Because when you say you are believing, like now we say we believe in God, we believe that we've received um, eternal life through Christ. That belief has a hope. There is a hope that when Jesus comes, you know, he's going to, that he's, 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 he's that he has there is a hope that we are sanctified, that he has separated us, that he has saved us, and that he will bring it, that um, salvation to ultimate fulfillment when we leave this body. I have the hope that when I die, 
I will go to heaven. When my body dies, I, my spirit will live and go back to God. I have a hope that I will spend eternity with the Father. And it is that hope that strengthens my faith. In fact, they walk side by side. Embedded in the faith is a hope. It's not possible. For, in fact, the life of my faith is hope. Everything, each one is like a um, symbiotic relationship. My hope strengthens my faith. My faith strengthens my hope. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying we, 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 we believe in God through Jesus Christ, who, who God raised from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope might be in God. First Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you the reason of the hope that is in you, with meekness and faith. It didn't even say the reason of the faith. Because when you see Christians, people who have really received Christ and the way they carry on their life, you know, the positive, um, the way they just carry on their life with positive vibes, with confidence, with assurance, you'll be wondering, what, what is your hope? What is your confidence? What is your assurance? There is a hope driving it. Yes, there is faith, but there is hope as well. Oh, it says, and every man that had this hope in himself purifies himself even as he's pure. That's First John 3. Verse 3 says, Blessed, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it's not yet clear what we will be. He's talking about, you know, when we leave this mortal body. But we know that when he, Jesus, will appear, we will be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And he says, And every man that hath this hope of being part of the people who will receive Jesus and will see him as he is, he says he purifies himself even as he is pure. It's, it's, you know, so many scriptures talking about hope. Not, not, you know. In fact, now this is where they connect together. Hebrews 11.1, 1, which is our, the verse in the Bible that defines faith. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You see, it's the substance. So faith gives substance to hope. Because if I'm hoping for something, what is the basis for my hope? is faith in the word of God. So faith is the life, is the substance, is the meat, is the pillar, is the strength, is the reinforcement of my hope. Because without faith, and faith which is backed up by the word of God, then my hope is empty. My hope is delusionary. My hope will never achieve anything. My hope is self-deception. You know what I'm saying? But because, but when you're, you hope, when the hope is tied to faith, and faith is based on the word, then you have a continuum whereby the word of God grows my faith and instills hope. But why does hope even have to get into the mix? Hope has to get into the mix because we are saved by hope. The only way, in fact, because the, no matter when the word of God goes forth, it will not manifest immediately. Even when it manifests immediately, there is still a whole there's a perfection that would always need to be done. But what, even, even if you receive healing, for instance, immediately, your hope will be that that healing will remain. So hope has to be there. Of course, strengthened by faith. But the hope will be that the God that began this healing work in me will perfect it even unto the coming of the Lord. That whatever restoration that needs to take place, it will be taking place. That even as I've experienced this instantaneous miracle, the God of hope will perfect it and make sure that affliction will not arise a second time. That then becomes the hope. 
even when I have received, you know, manifestation of healing for what I'm praying for at that moment. So let me look for the scripture that says saved by hope because I pulled out. In fact, it talks about titles. I'm just fascinated, fascinated by all the scriptures I'm seeing here. And I'm wondering, have I ever done a musing on hope? I should have by now. But it's looking like perhaps I did not because there's so many scriptures here that are worth sitting with and just interrogating. In fact, Titus 1, 2 talks about in hope of eternal life. Let me see what is saying there. It says, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. So that's the deeds. I cannot say I have faith in eternal life without having hope in it. They go together. In fact, what I'm noticing with it is that there is faith is in hope and hope is in faith. Yeah. They go together. So 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 what God was preaching, what Jesus was preaching was the word of faith and hope. That's what it is. In fact, oh Hebrews 6:19 says um, it's talking about the promises of God. It says, God who was willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the unchangeability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. So that by two immutable things, two un- unchangeable things, that's God and his word, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. And he says that hope which we have is set as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. This is amazing. This has some I mean this is some incredible stuff here. It says that God made a promise to us that surely blessing he would bless us. He made that promise to Abraham so that anyone who has fled for refuge, who has escaped from the wickedness and the evil in the world to him will have a strong consolation. In other words, a strong reason, a strong assurance, a strong confidence to lay hold. I mean, just imagine somebody running away from something, trying to grab you, and then you're running to safety, and then you see this safety clutch, and you grab it. So that's the hope that is set. He said what God has set before us is hope. And that that hope is an anchor. I can relate to this scripture. An anchor for the soul. It is sure, it is steadfast. These are amazing verses. Because you see, when you are, when, when, when you are, let me speak, okay, let me personalize this. When I was going through stuff, honestly, everything around me physically looked hopeless. It was like, there would be no way out. It looked like, Things will just continue that way. There will be no way out. There will be nothing that I will get out of it. It just looks really horrible. And by the time the word of God started coming, the situation didn't change. It didn't change for a long time. In fact, for months, it actually for years actually. But what God gave me was hope. Eventually, the situation changed, but from the first time I started to really like hear God and get out of my emotions 
the word of God came exactly the way it is described here, as an anchor for my soul. So in a situation where the winds around me were raging, there was a storm. It looked as if my boat, my ship was going to turn over. In fact, water had entered my boat. My boat. I was trying desperately not to go under. In fact, part of my ship was broken. My mast was torn. The, the storm did not stop. I myself was beginning to go under. My legs, my whole body, my clothes were drenched. It was like I was going to lose the ship. It was like I myself, not only the ship, it was like I myself would go. The Lord, the word of the God, Lord came as an anchor for my soul. And it took a while, I would say, before I was delivered from that storm, the waves were still, and, you know, God allowed my ship to drift to shore where I could now climb out for myself and drag the remaining part of my ship and begin to repair it. It took a while because I had gone out to sea. But God sent hope. And that hope that he sent was a sure and steadfast anchor for my soul. It was hope. And I held on to it. I held on to it until help came. In fact, hope itself was the help. And I held on to it. As I held on to it, the Lord calmed the waves. He stopped the seas. He quieted the waters. He held the storm. And he took control of my boat and started drifting it. He brought a soft wind that carried it to the shore. I was able to then take my ship, begin to repair and to restore by his word. But the only reason why I made that journey was because of the hope that the Lord sent me, set before me. We are saved by hope. I need to find that scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that ministration. Thank you. So here it is in Romans 8, verse 24, and it says, um, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man has seen, what, why are you then hoping for it exactly? But we hope for that we see not. But if we hope for that we do not see, then we, we also with patience wait for it. And it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For sometimes we don't know what to pray for as we should. But the Holy Spirit helps us with prayers, makes intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered. So this is it. We are saved by hope. And that hope is in the Word of God. It's, we are saved. So back to where we started off this Christmas as we go into this festive season, those of us who have more than enough for our needs and those of us who are, maybe even if you don't have more than enough for your needs, you have just enough for God, you know that you have more than others around you. Let us try our best to market and to give hope to others, people who are in a hopeless situation and just need to feel the love of God and know that God hasn't forgotten them 
and that he's still there for them. They just need that hope to tide them over the storm. That's all they need. Eventually, by the time, you know, if they're Christians, they receive the word of God. And if I once you bring God in through your love and you pray for that soul and you're committed to helping that person through that time, either through prayer, through love, fellowship, whatever it may be, all they need is that hope to tie them through the storm. And God, the Lord will bring them to a place of safety when they can then begin to repair that which is broken and restore and get back on their feet again and get to that place where they can begin the journey with a full and a wholesome restored ship that is set on the journey of life and able to do that which the Lord has ordained for it to do. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. If this has ministered to you, I ask in the name of Jesus that you please share this with someone else and any other person that you feel that will be blessed with this as well. As we begin to give our hearts and our lives to the work and the ministry of the Holy Ghost. May the Lord himself reveal himself, glorify himself in our hearts and our lives. May he bless everything that we lay our hands to do. May he cause us to be world changers, transformers of lives of souls. May he cause his grace and mercy to shine through our lives. May he make us a light of the world, salt of the earth, a blessing to others. And that may our hearts and our lives be blessed as well in return. May the power of God never depart from our hearts, our lives, our souls. May the love of God strengthen us from within and cause us to bless the lives of others with that same love. May we see the Lord as he is. May his glory be revealed unto us. And may we walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. May the power, the presence, the peace, the passion, and the praise of God never depart from our lives. For in Jesus' name we have prayed.